Welcome to Mornings with Martin. Today we're going to take a short look at the book Song of Songs, also known as the book of uh, the the Song of Solomon, because Solomon wrote it. And as we look at this book, uh, the, the the image that comes to mind, uh, a good way to approach this very unique book of the Bible, is to imagine it's the end of a wedding ceremony, end of a wedding wedding reception. And everyone's celebrating and having a great time. The bride and her groom, they're about to go off onto their honeymoon, onto their wedding night. And everyone, all their family and friends are cheering them on and wishing them well as they start this life together. And, and that's a little bit of the scene that we see here in the book Song of Songs. It's a dialogue, a multi-speaking dialogue, mostly between uh, this man and this woman, both who love one another deeply. And so as we look at this text, there's actually a lot of different speakers, uh, two. Uh, so we goes back and forth between, uh, I'm guessing, husband and wife, but between man and woman here. And so he starts off in chapter 1, verse 15, and he says this, How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes are doves. In verse 16, she responds, How handsome you are, my beloved Oh, how charming, and our bed is verdant. He says, the beams of our house are cedars, and our rafters are firs. She says, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. And he says, like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women. We'll stop there. Now, there's so much that we can talk about the, the this book of the Bible but we'll start off with the different kind of language and, and literature that we see here. So uh, it's important to know and to note that there are different kinds of literature throughout, throughout uh, the Bible. And the Old Testament is, has some historical writing, some that is, I mean, very detailed account. Like this happened and this happened and this happened. Historical, clear as day, right? It's like a, a very interesting history book. Uh, other parts are written in poetry, and Hebrew poetry typically, uh, typically it says one thing that says the exact same thing, but just in a different way. Uh, but it has a lot of analogy, and it has a lot of metaphor, and it, it's very flowery in its language. And, uh, and the book Song of Songs is extremely poetic. And so here, uh, it's important, like, when we think about, like, how do we take the words of Scripture, we should take them literally, and, like, yes, we should. We should take them inerrantly, but different pieces, different types of literature should be taken differently. For example, uh, if we read in the book of Genesis that Noah built the ark, and it was so many cubits long and so many cubits high and whatnot, we would say, Yes, that is, we are literally taking, that is how long it was. It is a detailed historical account. But if I am in the book Song of Songs, and this man tells his, uh, his beloved that her eyes are doves, that does not mean that there are two birds in the place of her eyeballs. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. That is a metaphor. So there are different types of literature, and when we look at this, there's a lot of different metaphor that's happening. Now, we might look at this and say, that's bizarre. But in those times, when you said that your eyes were doves, I mean, your eyes are peaceful. 
A right? dove meant favor from God. If you go back to the, to the Noah account, the dove was a sign of peace. And so uh, your eyes depict great favor. Your eyes have a great peace in them. I feel at peace when I look at you. Those are the things that, uh, that this author is saying here. Uh, so the kind of literature is really important. The second thing to, to know a little bit about the book Song of Songs is that it is maybe relatively graphic in some of those metaphors. It is a very romantic uh, conversation that's happening between this man and this woman. Uh, they don't hold back some of their feelings for each other or their desires for one another. In fact, it's a fun historical fact is that uh, back in the day, uh, young Jewish people were not allowed to read the book Song of Songs until they were eligible to marry or to be married uh, because it's focused on this very romantic kind of relationship and it's one that can be understood best from someone who has had that kind of experience. And so, uh, hence why the, the illustration that I used earlier, this wedding reception, uh, that is this great love that, that we see here. Now, Solomon, he writes this uh, from his own perspective. So the very beginning of chapter one, uh, the, this woman is the first speaker and she talks about how she just longs to be brought into the king's chambers. Uh, because he's writing from his own perspective. So likely this is Solomon and he's talking uh, and he's writing this uh, on behalf of this uh, one of his one of his many wives. Uh, but beyond that base level, like this is what it's talking about, there's a much deeper level uh, here. So Solomon uses his own experience. This, this romantic love that he has with, uh, with his wife. And he uses that as the illustration to say, if this is how much I am capable of loving, imagine how much greater God is capable of loving. And so uh, there's not a whole lot of you know, theological, doctrinal stuff we get from this book, but one of the core ways that we see God depict himself in relationship to his people is him as the bridegroom and we, the church, as his bride. Ephesians 5 talks about this very, very clearly. And so uh, this is the kind of, this is the love and, and the affection that God has for his people. Uh, and, and while, you know, in, in our terms, all we can think of, like, the deepest kind of love we think about is probably, you know, more uh, romantic in nature. Uh, we might say sacrificial in nature. And that's where the, you know, the Book of Songs, Song of Songs, it, it talks about that. It focuses on the, on the romantic side. And Jesus, when he comes, he takes it like, I love you, yes, but I love you enough to sacrifice that is the, the deeper, truer uh, sense of love here. So when we think about the book Song of Songs, uh, instead of reading some of its language, and some of it is graphic, uh, but instead of reading that as a, ew, gross, why is this in the Bible? Uh, instead, see this as the, the, the kind of love, the love that is just 
He, you know, God will not hold back his feelings for his people, but he's willing to, uh, to share his heart with us, to share his son with us, and to sacrifice his son that we would be with him forever. So there's, there's great, great gospel here within the book Song of Songs. And that's, that's where we're going to probably leave it. It's kind of weird, I think, to uh, focus on a book of the Bible that's probably borderline inappropriate for kids. Uh, but really, if you look throughout the whole of Scripture, there are a lot of stories that are probably inappropriate for kids. Like, there are some stories that will not make it onto the felt board. Uh, and yet, it depicts uh, the reason why Scripture says, says some of those bizarre stories, not just here in the book of Song of Songs, but elsewhere is uh, sometimes it depicts our own uh, the, or the gravity of our sin and sometimes it depicts the lavishness of God's love and that's what we see here so know this that our God loves you that he um, <laughs> he sent his son to die for you and we thank you for that sorry about that I had a phone call uh, but let's end our time with a word of prayer Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing us that love, not just with words, but by sending the very word made flesh into our creation uh, so as that we would be saved by his cross and by his empty grave. Thank you for this, and we love you, Lord. We know that you love us more. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.